check mic, check mic, one, two, one, two, and go. <laughs> Vipika Dim, welcome to Lost in Our 40s. This is a podcast giving Kenyan women a voice on growing up and liking it, or at least trying to. <laughs> I'm your host, Shiro, and each week we shine a light on ways we can try and make life work better for us. Grab your favorite drink and let's chat for a while. Karibu. Hello, hello. Hey, today's show is a happy one. It's a new year and we're talking about the joys of being a woman. The joys of being a woman. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was a bunch of uh, men. They were interesting. They were entertaining. But they were talking about um, umama, (laughs) as they call it. This way of uh, men being too... Feminine. I don't know if that's really the right translation of what umama is. And, you know, they were just unhappy. They just thought that women were evil and, you know, we're out to get them. And it's unfortunate that there needs to be all these polarizing conversations about men versus women and women versus men. Oh, I, maybe we can have a different perspective today. We are not saying who's better or who's worse. We are just celebrating womanhood. Because being a woman is all that. Maybe you're asking yourself, what is it? What is it possibly about being a woman that's um, amazing? <laughs> and I'll start us off in an unlikely place. In your private parts, in your vulva, is the superhero of humanity. <laughs> and I know you'll probably think the uterus. And that is true. That is the superhero of humanity in a different way. And maybe we'll actually get to that. I'll add that to the list. That's another one. But right now, I was just thinking about the clit. The clitoris. Ah. <laughs> Do you realize? It's, it's really insane to think. But the clit, and if we just take the knob, the, the, the clit has two sections. There's the tip of the iceberg, that is what we see externally um, available, but then there's this whole network that's inside. So below the skin, it has two legs and you know it extends throughout the vulva section, and that's what actually ensures the whole clitoris system ensures that there's a lot of sensation. But if we just talk of the knob, what is here at the top externally? That tiny little thing apparently has 8,000 nerve endings. 8,000 nerve endings. And its sole purpose is to provide pleasure, sensory stimulation during sex. It is probably the only hardware (laughs) in all of of humanity whose sole purpose is for pleasure. Because we can't compare this to the dick. The dick is used for peeing, it's used for penetration, it's used for ejaculation. It has other things it does outside of um, pleasure. But we were blessed. God looked down on us and said, woman, you shall have pleasure. (laughs) And within evolution, when other things were falling out, and you know, because that's what evolution does, it gets rid of things which are not necessary. Evolution has also decided that it is super important for the woman to feel pleasure. So here we are. Who are we? We must answer the call. We must answer the call of fate, of the gods, of God, of the universe that says, 
Woman be pleased. <laughs> Aren't you already liking this ride? Aren't you already happy to be a woman? You know? And that's gone. So we raised the, uh, the other one, the, the uterus. It sounds very scientific, you know, the uterus. It's an organ. It's where babies come from. But hold on. Where do babies come from? Yeah? You'll have the egg that fuses with the sperm, granted, and then there'll be the zygote, and then it will form into a child. But there needs to be more. Where does the spirit come from? Where does the soul come from? To make this human human, there needs to be a little extra spice, a little extra something that is done beyond just the fusion of the cells. Yeah? So where does the baby come from? And really, it, it has to come from God, yeah? Human life comes from God. So if we pause and really just think about that for a second, what we are saying is inside the womb, where the egg and the sperm have met, God comes in and touches that creation to give it human life, to give it the breath of life, yeah? This makes me think of um, uh, Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel. You know that painting that has um, God almost touching man's uh, finger, these two fingers which are almost touching. And that, I think, is meant to show the breath of life or, you know, the creation of humanity. But this means that in actuality, God is touching the uterus. This is the very foundation of life. And how, how beautiful is that? How amazing is that? That women, we don't just incubate life. We have an external attachment. We have an attachment that goes back into the heavens to enable life to be deposited within our wombs. And if that's not amazing, I honestly don't know what is. That's just insane. That's crazy. That's out of this world. And we, women, are the ones who are blessed with a gift. Let's carry on. The next one we look at is intuition. Intuition. This voice that tells you something. This guiding, this guiding, I don't know what to call it. A voice is the word I guess we usually use, but it's more than a voice. It's this direction that you have in life. I'll give you a practical example from my own life. When I was very young, I was a child. I must have been I don't know, four or something like that. I was um, outside playing and I was just with my siblings in the tall grass, just running around. And for no apparent reason, I had my foot up in the air and I decided to look down. Looking down, what was on the ground right below my foot was a hedgehog. If I had taken the step, I would have stepped on a hedgehog. I remember that so vividly. I can almost um, see the sun and smell the grass and, you know, because that was a point of such protection. And, yeah, you know, you might say it's a guardian angel. You might call it many other things. <clears throat> but the point was that I had direction that was shown to me at the point. Granted, I mean, I wouldn't have died, but that would have been something else. So that's what I think about when I think about intuition, this guiding force, this guiding light. And it can be in different ways. We, as women in today's society especially, do find 
um, stuck, do find ourselves stuck sometimes. We move away from our intuition. We, we get a little more into our heads and try to think of the right thing and the wrong thing and the logic. And we might not feel so free to let ourselves go into where intuition leads us. But intuition is, it, it's a gift. It's, it's, a, it's a guiding force. I, I think men have intuition as well, but I, it is much stronger in women. And it can be seen in things as simple as cooking. <laughs> Something I discovered also with myself. I, I was having a conversation with a lady and we we're just talking about the way uh, she, she, was, she was saying that she doesn't like having her husband cook because when he cooks, he asks her what to do and what to put. And she can't describe it because she doesn't know why she's putting X, Y, and Z. But when she's in the kitchen, she'll know exactly what to do because she's not thinking it out. It's not a recipe that she's following. It's written inside her. And that is what says that, you know, at this point, add X, add this much salt, uh, add, I don't know, garam masala <laughs> or whatever it is. And that's intuitive. And it would be really good, actually. It's part of um, looking into feminine energy, the guidance of getting back into um into into sync with our intuition listening to this voice that guides us and being able to differentiate our intuition from our thinking or from you know the other kind of voices that might be in our head it's it's a good thing to have and it's a unique thing to have as a woman another good and unique thing about being a woman is being available to strong masculine energy <laughs> before you lynch me hold on and tell me if you've ever experienced this this is being in the presence of a man who is a man a man who takes charge a man whose very presence you feel protected in yeah some call it big dick energy but it's not so much about the size of the dick but the size of the presence this masculinity that stands tall this um caveman <laughs> this caveman kind of masculinity i'm smiling from ear to ear just thinking about it it's 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 the essence of a manly man yeah and i don't care what kind of um feminist you are and i say this being a feminist myself i don't care what kind of feminist you are i don't care if you are i don't know the queen. I don't care who you are, but once you're in the presence of such um, masculine presence, such big dick energy, such divine masculinity, you automatically become submissive. You are ha you are glad to be protected. You're glad to 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 to. You're glad to even just be in the presence. You're glad to be given direction. You lean back. You don't have to lean in. You don't have to take charge. You don't have to take control. It's like the pieces just fall in place where they are meant to be. And this is something that's only available to, to women, to, to feminine energy women. So it, it, it's a blessing because that's, um, again, taking it back to the caveman days. And I'm assuming that the cavemen didn't have patriarchy. I'm assuming patriarchy is a creation that is relatively recent. Yeah. So in, in that order of things where masculine energy must have felt, must have meant um, survival. Another spark 
of being a woman <laughs> is that uh, women build friendships. Women build community. Women listen. <laughs> it sounds like a strange thing perhaps to um, be happy about. But, but, but think about it. We are more. Maybe here I shall have to compare. But women tend to have more um, lasting friendships. And in those lasting friendships, they are able to have conversations about real things. It's not just a conversation about the football match yesterday. It's a conversation about the fact that they discovered they have breast cancer and are at stage four and think they might die. Yeah? Conversations about real things. Conversations about what's going on in family, what's going on with self. And it's said to be this community that um, builds women up in terms of, um, you know, being able to express themselves. Women, more than men, have this outlet, let's call it that, outlet to everyday stresses and everyday life. Because we are allowed by society to cry. And, you know, it, it, it is an advantage because feelings must be felt. We must feel our feelings. It's not healthy to hold things in. So that we are facing a tough situation, allow ourselves to sit in the feelings, and more than that, go and express this with our friends. Have the conversation. And a friend who's actually listening to you. And, you know, they might not be able to resolve your problem. But they say what? A problem shared is a problem halved? Something like that? Yeah. So it's... In building the community and having the friendship, it's like therapy. We sit in a we sit in a space that we allow ourselves to be ourselves, and this is probably part of the reason why you know we live longer, because we haven't had to accumulate all these things on on, on ourselves without having any outlet. And it's unfortunate for men actually. It's one of the things where society doesn't really do a fair job on men. Because men are taught that they must be masculine and masculinity apparently means, you know, being fearless and not not having any kind of weaknesses. And, and that's not fair because humanity does have suffering. As a human being, you will suffer. And if you need to put on a front that shows that everything is always okay, that would probably mean that you don't have the outlet. You don't feel your feelings and they just accumulate in your body. And that's really not good. That is what maybe causes um, the different kind of illnesses that that are suffered. So you're not saying women are immortal. No, you're not. But we're saying that by grace of having an outlet to channel um, different conversations to, it 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 makes them uh, live longer. <laughs> but at least makes even that there's some healthier connotation in their lives, perhaps. Yeah. And I take this also in terms of the workspace, because for women in the workspace, it's there's been this conversation about women needing to be more masculine, women needing to lean in, be more masculine and face the workspace as if they were men. But women are not men. And there's a need to relook at whether or not the workspace has to be masculine, whether the workspace doesn't have room for vulnerability whether it's a bad thing to say at work that I don't know how to do this and reach out for help. 
because that's part of the spice that women now are feeling free enough to bring into the workspace. And in time, probably it shows that um, this there is space for women type of feelings <laughs> in the workspace. There is even space for feelings, not just in the workspace, but just in society. We shouldn't be cooking, cutting, cookie cutting women and making them men because women are not men. And, you know, if you want to cry at work, hopefully you don't have to go hide in the loo. Hopefully there's a time where you can just cry and it will be okay and the day will pass and it shall be another day. To tie this off, I seriously don't think that dance would exist if there were no women. <laughs> the couple of cavemen jumping around in the caves in front of the light would not really be the same without the women. The gracefulness of the women's movement, the way a woman can sway her hips from side to side, and in that just simple and elegant um, movement create dance, presence. We do have our own presence, so it's different from the um, big dick energy that I was talking about before. But women also just have the presence in themselves. Women are beautiful. Women are beautiful just being themselves. Being a woman is a gift in itself. For any man, any man who does have a woman in his life understands, well, any real, any good man who has a woman in his life understands that just by the dint of her presence, his life is made better. He, he is increased over and above the um, multiplying gift of um, the uterus through which life is given. God also touches the woman and enables her to touch and multiply and create in those around us. And that's where the saying comes from, behind every successful man is, is a woman. It's because as women, just by dint of being ourselves, just by dint of being a woman, being on this earth as a woman, you don't have to do anything else, but just that alone makes you so worthy, makes, gives you such, such, you're such a blessing to all those around you that you, all you ever need to do is show up. And by showing up, you've already created um, a better place. <laughs> and that's all we have for today. And I hope this leaves you smiling a little as a woman, thinking about yourself in higher stance. Because society is unfortunately a little hell-bent on showing us that, you know, we are nothing, we are small. But you are a woman. You have all this innate, sorry, you have all this innate grace. Just by being you, you are making the world a better place. So go forth and be happy to be with me.